This is an AMI podcast. This is an AMI podcast. Welcome to Double Tap Canada, the show where blind people talk tech. Have your say. Call us, text us to 844-971-1999. That's 844-971-1999. Tweet us at Double Tap Canada and find us on Facebook. Just search for Double Tap Canada. Now here's your favorite Double Tappers. Oh, hello, hello, hello. Welcome to Double Tap Canada. Recording in progress. It is I, Stephen Scott, by with you here today. Hope you're all well. I've got Mark Afalalalalo. Hello. I've got Sean Priest as well. Hello! Hello! You're becoming more Scottish than me! <laughs> Stop that at once! Uh, it's funny, the other day I was on the call to Mark. Well, that's nothing unusual, I guess. But I was on a call to Mark, and uh, the door had gone, and a neighbour had very kindly uh, <laughs> taken in a parcel. And uh, at the point, <laughs> Mark came back on the call, and Mark says, You just became really Scottish there. Really Scottish. Like, what really, are you like, doing? I didn't understand yeah, it really. Well. I I just remember when I was in Scotland coming to set up uh, all your equipment, just the restaurants my wife and I went to, and me half the time going, "Uh uh-huh, yeah, uh uh-huh, mm-hmm, yeah, uh (laughs) uh-huh. Do you know, I I did think you were uncharacteristic, I can't even say that word, characteristically (laughs) quiet. Yeah, it was just lack of understanding, and and no matter how many times I asked people to say, "What what did you say, sorry, pardon me? And I, I just didn't. So I just. I mean, I'm surprised that I ate anything uh, other than McDonald's and Tim Hortons. Very Scottish. Uh, McDonald's. But it yeah. was. It yeah. was good. It was good. Ah, well, of course we're here because it's Apple event time. Speaking of time, is that what, why what, we're here? That's the only reason we're here. That's right? the only reason we're here. What, what time is it though? Is there any, any the um, time it's, on them? it's shortly after seven p.m. Eastern, our new time for Double Tap Canada here on AMI Audio. If you're listening to the podcast, well, time doesn't matter. We are timeless forever. And, and here's the other thing: is that our TV show has also changed times as well. So if you're looking for that, I apologize. Uh, I guess after the fact now for all the people that I've been telling, it's at eight thirty p.m. Eastern. My mind was stuck on last season. Uh, we have a new time eight. PM Easter, nice round number, makes more room in the promo for more content. Um, so hang, hang, yeah, on, hang on, so the TV show's on at eight. TV show's now on at eight. It used to be eight thirty. So now eight PM Eastern on Tuesdays. Plus, of course, you can watch it in the AMI app on iOS or Android. And and this show, the you know Double Tap Canada, the audio show on AMI Audio is now seven PM Eastern. Okay, my head is fried. So c- couldn't we seven on Thursdays? Yeah, but hang eight on. on Tuesdays. Couldn't couldn't we have just met in the middle here? Couldn't we have gone for eight on both? Who struck this negotiation? Who did I? Danny to get Mister no F neg- on the phone. Uh, there was no negotiation involved. It was more like, <laughs> Mark, this is happening. Or or you know, it would have been nice to have known that. But yeah, yeah, no, it's uh. So yeah, those are the new times. So guys, pay attention. Eight p.m. Tuesday for the TV show. Seven p.m. on Thursday for this show that you're tuning into right now. I'm so confused. Uh, okay, well, look, in fairness, it doesn't take much to confuse. Do you me, want me so... to give it to you in your time because then we can? Oh, really that could be hilarious. People. Yeah, yeah, It'll make yeah. it worse. Yeah, <laughs> should we just do GMT time? Like just... <laughs> well, that's even worse because it's, it's British summertime at the moment, which isn't even a thing outside of Britain, right? Nobody cares oh, about it. British summertime. So that basically a... means GMT plus one. Oh. Does that make any sense to anybody? It still confuses me, that. I know. It's so, no, it's I don't. Ridiculous. I mean, we're GMT minus five, I think. I, I don't. You know what? I just, uh, I, I give up entirely. Give up. It's just 12. Do you know what? <laughs> Listen on the podcast. There's AMI app. You'll find this. We're there. We are available. You know what I'm excited about today? Ask me what I'm excited about today. What are you excited about, Aflalo? Sean, what would you think I'm excited about today? Well, I would think it would be the upcoming Microsoft event, obviously. Oh, yes. <laughs> You're close. You're, you're very you know close. That's, that's, I, I'm I am, quite excited about that as well. I am quite excited about that. Unfortunately, you and I are going to be talking about that next week without Stephen, because Stephen is going on vacation, believe it or not. Um, I don't I'm know who allowed that. I don't know who. Um, I haven't seen the forms where the request for leave uh, was given, but I was just told that I'm hosting the show with Sean with you. Do you, know what's no, great? But I'm, you know what I'm excited about? What? I got a delivery yesterday, and it has nothing to do with Apple. I got the new Samsung Flip 5G <gasps> and the new Samsung Watch. Oh, nice. And <laughs> you would think that I'd be excited about buying a new iPad mini or new iPhones and stuff, but I'm going to tell you, I was so underwhelmed by that event yesterday. 
um, or sorry, two days ago, that I, I'm I'm more excited for the Microsoft event, absolutely, and I'm saving all my my shekels for that. Yeah. But I'm excited about this flip. This this they've done it right this time. It took three generations, but they really got this nice this flip quite quite nice. Z flip is it still called Z flip? I mean, it depends where you are. I mean, Z or Z flip. I have no idea. Just it's a flip, okay. Okay, all right, just the flip, that'll do. Well, we don't care about that. I'm sure that's great, lovely, going back to the clamshell-style phones. Great. I want to know about the watch. Have you tried turning on accessibility? That's all I care about. Um, I Actually, I did turn on accessibility right from the start because it's one of the first things that it asks you about was accessibility. Um, and it works It works quite well, those visual enhancements, plus obviously talkback um, uh, working quite well. I mean, I'm going to have to send this to one of you guys to really kind of break it down in terms of... Me, sir. In, in depth, yeah, I don't know. I'm not sure. About well, that. I, I sent Sean. At least I hope it was in the box I sent you. Uh, there should be a Mob Voice smartwatch in there. Oh, okay. Yes, maybe there is. <laughs> I'm glad he checked. That. He hasn't even opened this box. He doesn't even know what it is in the house. I stopped he... looking after I picked out the iPhone 12 Mini. I, ah, I just the, okay. I threw the box away and just looked at the iPhone 12 Mini. Oh, can, can we talk about that? Can we, are we can we talk about that? Can we talk about that thing you've done? Is that allowed? I don't, are we allowed? I'm not sure what time it's on. If, if that's well, I don't, who knows time anyway? Time is irrelevant, right? It's on at some point. It's guaranteed to be in your ears at some point between now and the end of eternity. What, Stephen, what, what on earth are you talking about? I'm talking about... I, I don't have the jingle. Do we have a jingle? Oh, was no, there, wasn't don't. there a jingle? No, yeah, we talked no about jingle. this. Oh, I said I wanted it. This is poor preparation, guys. Who said oh. this? Sean of the Shed. I, Sean I can't do of, it. Hang on, you've got to do it probably. You've got to beat your chest. Bum, 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 bum. Sean of the Shed. Okay, calm down. <laughs> how long, how long do I go on for? You're still going. So, Sean. Try to find the audio. This is what they call padding, That sounds like padding. It's coming, don't worry, but hang on a second. I'm, t- I'm just... So, well, t- hang on, before, before we... Because this is a fantastic chanting. Um, maybe we should use this time to find out what on earth we're talking about. Sean, what is Sean, Sean of the... Sh- of oh. the shed. There we go. Hey. Hey. <laughs> it only took three minutes. Ba-bum. <laughs> That was worth the wait. Yes, so uh, it's a brand new podcast from AMI and from us here uh, called, guess what it's called? Shaun of the Shed. And Do you know what they called I'm... it? Do you know what Mr. F called it? He called it a double tap baby. He did, yeah. It is. Well, it I is. thought he was referring to you, though, Stephen, at that point. But uh, <laughs> yes, apparently a new double tap baby. <laughs> so it's a, it's a series of podcasts where we're going to concentrate on introducing you to various forms of technology the first one is on smartphones and uh it's basically a, a guiding hand through you know, your first experience of it i show you how to set up in this one how to set up an iphone how to set up an android phone as well i know Stephen was again that but uh completely against I, it <laughs> so straight out of the box how to set it up and how to get started using them and as i go through the series we're going to look at other things uh smartphones and computers and all about how how to turn on accessibility and how you can get started with technology which as we all know is great we love can tech. i play the promo can i play the promo oh is there a promo oh, no is there apparently i did i mean let's take a listen are you terrified by technology <laughs> Scared of things that go in the night. Oh, stop it. I'm Sean Priest of Double Tap Canada, and I want to show you that technology doesn't have to be scary. If you're interested in just how tech can help you, join me, and together we'll walk through various forms of technology from smartphones, smart speakers, and computers from the very beginning. And all with no jargon. I promise. So, listen out on the 15th of every month for the Sean of the Shed podcast, only on AMI-audio. Hey. Where is my throat? 
<laughs> so, to, so to find this, guys, you got to just go uh, and your podcast platform of your choice. Look up uh, Sean of the Shed. Sean is S-H-A-U-N. But um, you'll find it under AMI Audio Exclusives. So if you want to, you know, check a look at some other really cool podcasts and some exclusive things there, it's AMI Audio Exclusives. That's fantastic. Yeah, that, that's... love it. And can I just say, I think this is a fantastic addition to what we do because I know a lot of you out there love listening to Sean and his reviews and his how-to guides, and that's where this was born. That is, that is the child we have created. Um, I'm going to the stop that baby we've made. That's oh, a beautiful it's... or hideous wow, child. Horrific. The thought of this is pretty. Uh... <laughs> It's on a feeling. Stephen, how are babies made like this? Uh, well, apparently Adobe Edition is required. <laughs> oh, boy. We're out of time. And a very late night. Um, all right, stick around. We're going to discuss the Apple event and no more baby talk. I promise. This is Double Tap Canada. We'll be back in a moment. Hey, Double Tappers, want to get involved? Call the show now at 1-844-971-1999 or email feedback at ami.ca and have your say. This is Double Tap Canada. It's a tech show. Honest. Yes, we've renamed it to Baby Talk this week, uh, which is kind of nice. All right, let's uh, talk Apple then because the Apple event has happened. Uh, Mark, you've already given away your stance on this. You were underwhelmed. Is that putting it mildly? Um, you, you know, I don't know. I expected more. I mean, I, I, when when the camera is really the only thing that sets a phone apart from from its previous generation, I get it. It's cool, but you know, this is not a. It's a pretty expensive camera. I mean, you can you can spend half the amount of money and get a camera that does and does it better than what what the iPhone does. Um, so I felt that they spent a lot of time talking about that element of the you know of the iphones but everything else is just kind of like okay whatever the watch not redesigned as expected um or as rumored really uh it's a little bit bigger in terms of screen size and footprint but that's it ipad mini cool device i ordered one because i want to put my hands on it that's about it but i mean were you guys impressed by anything um I'll be honest. Well, okay, I'll come to you in a second, Sean, because I want to pick up on a point you made there about the camera. Um, And maybe we'll get into this a bit deeper later. But I I just, I think there is something about the camera that we should focus on as visually impaired people, because I think there's something in this. And it didn't really come up. We we did a Clubhouse Live during the event, and we had lots of different people coming on and giving their views, and um, all, all blind people. And it was really interesting when I talked about the camera, because I am instantly dismissive. Because I, I tend to have the view that, and I know you share this as well, Sean, that once you get past the SE, even at the SE level, and you you know from then on in, even even going back to iPhone 8, iPhone 7 even, you know, your camera is fine. It's going to do the job for most of what we need, even OCR or, you know, using it for Be My Eyes or Seeing AI. It's going to be good enough. So the idea of, of these cameras being so good that you can, you know, make movies with them is just way beyond our needs. But... There was a, an interesting conversation that developed out of that, which I want to get into a bit later. But overall, I have to say, I was a bit underwhelmed. The, um, the iPad mini was the only thing that stood out for me. Yeah, and it's not even a new product, right? It's just a redesign of the yeah. existing product. And it really, I mean, at the end of the day, you know, when you compare the product lineup and you look at the things that are going on, like I bought the iPad Pro, the 12.9 inch, and I bought it because it had that full camera system, has the LiDAR, and it had the M1 chip, you know, so it had the same processor in it that the computers are coming out with now. And then you look at this new iPad mini, again, I guess these are more entry-level devices, but at the same time, I think they're targeting these as kind of really quick business tools, like people who are doing on-site repairers or like the HVAC guy who came over yesterday and maybe signed an iPad. Like that, you know, these are more phablet-type devices that you can get some quick and dirty work done on it, but you're not you're not using this as a computer replacement. You're not using this as a camera. You're, I guess, maybe consuming media on it. It's like a glorified e-reader, maybe. Yeah. yeah. Mm. But why, why then would you go for this one? Because even though it's, you know, oh, it's just an entry point, it's a tool, really, um, the price point doesn't really reflect that, I would say, not, not, not where it's at. And it's surprising, going back to the event, 
the iPads, I think, were the stars of the show. And uh, the entry level, the new, I mean, what generation is it? The ninth generation iPad? Ninth generation, I believe we're on, yeah. Yeah, I mean... You know, Still with that form factor, with that home button. And... Exactly. It makes it seem dated. But actually, you know what? For the price, I think it's a fantastic buy. Um, isn't that more likely to be, you know, the throwaway, the school, the... Um... Totally. I think, And that's what they designed that for, you know? I think they they made that compatible with the pencil for, for a reason. They keep the price point under 400, you know, US dollars yep. so that it seems totally affordable, especially when you're comparing it to a Chromebook. Do you buy a Chromebook for your kid who's going into school who needs a computer, or do you buy them an iPad, which can do everything and probably, you know, mostly more and, 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 and better yes. than a Chromebook is? But, you know, like, you know, I look at my, my situation and my son who's 11, he's in grade six now. He has, they, my, both my kids have an iPad. I bought them, you know, the new designed iPad Air, as they call it, or yeah. whatever. Um, but, you know, he's going to be going into high school. He needs something that he can work on. And I don't think an iPad is going to be that device for him. I think it's going to end up being something more like a Surface. Well, yeah, and there is, we can't discount the education market here because this is clearly what, every company is now aiming at because it's big business. Uh, but I think you're right. I mean, look at the options. You've got Surface, you've got Chromebook, you've got iPad. Those are the three that are vying for positions and in I, honestly, I don't even Honestly, Chromebook, I don't even, I don't think even factors in anymore. Really? Like, I, well, you know what? I've, I've bought my kids Chromebooks at one point and they, they used it when they realized they couldn't really do much on them. Yeah, but hang on. They I became glorified paperweights. I, 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 I mean, nothing. I do have kids. Um, Remember, I have um, youth on my side and uh, and money, so I don't have kids clearly. Um, but I, I, my understanding is, from the kids who live around where I live here, they are pretty much doing everything online. So it's all through a web. Is it, isn't it called Google Classroom or something? The kids are using. I, they I use Google Classroom, which is based on Gmail and based on their whole work suite, which is great. But even these Chromebooks are so underpowered. Mm. The screens are crappy LCDs that you you have to be looking straight on to get a good image out of. Yep. If you want something a little bit better, then you're going to be spending pretty much what you're paying for an entry-level Surface. Yeah. Or more than you're spending for an entry-level iPad, which does more and, and does it better and faster. Well, it's got more kudos, if anything else. Isn't it a case that the, the, the kids themselves or the parents aren't buying Chromebooks, but maybe the educational departments and boards are mm, they are and my kids hate them they hate them they hate using the them kids in the schools like them, but yeah but i mean that works out well for it in an educational environment you don't want them jumping onto youtube or wherever or playing games they just want it this is what it's for so there may that's still what they be try a to do yeah yeah, yeah <laughs> exactly there is a market for it but i don't think it's outside of these institutions um but but yeah. the ipad doesn't factor in that that's the problem it, well it but it doesn't. does you see so so in my kids school there is they have both right they have a whole bunch of ipads and they have a whole bunch of chromebooks and they almost use them somewhat interchangeably mm. because they can both do very similar things the kids though gravitate towards the ipads because most of them have ipads at home now because you know, this hand-me-down economy like you look at a three-year-old ipad it's still more than capable of doing everything that an iPad could today. You know, that this is why when, you know, I see them come out with these new phones with the new camera system, like it's, it's, the camera can't, yes, the phone has become a replacement for carrying around a point and shoot camera. I get it. But nobody's buying the phone to, to film a movie. It's a bonus. It's nice that you can also use it to create cool content and that it has these cool features, but no one's going out and saying, oh, I'm going to film a student project and I'm going to buy some iPhones to do it. No, 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 Mark, you weren't listening. It's going to change the language of cinema. That's what the uh, Oscar-winning director oh, had to say about it. It's going to change the language, whatever that means. It means nothing, but... Uh... It was just quite cool, let's be fair. It means I've, I've dropped my $50,000 camera. Uh, can I borrow your iPhone? <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, totally. You're going to go to rental houses. Oh, I, I like that red cinema camera. I see that it's $100 a day, but you know what? Uh, can I get that iPhone instead? I, that's only $25 a day. It does the same thing. We can do 8K, right? Well, I think, though, I, 
what I would say is I think cinema is changing in the sense that it's moving to small screen, tiny screen, in fact. And more people are but making... But that's consumption. Yeah, ex- exactly. But people have to make content for that. I mean, you're seeing the improvements. Look at the improvements in YouTube videos since the early days. Uh, you know, things have moved on, and I think that will continue to happen. And those devices will facilitate that. Absolutely not for movie making. Nobody's getting out of that business anytime soon. I think Red might have something to say about that. Um, if Apple were coming after them, they're not. And if they are, it's, it's a crazy belief, especially because sure as fate, they'll be filming a very important scene and someone will have forgotten to put Do Not Disturb on and their phone will ring. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, but so, you I know. think they are actually making a play for this because what's uh, you'll know more about this, Mark, the new file format that they're supporting now. Was it the ProRes format? ProRes, ProRes format. yeah. I mean, I mean, that is an, an industry standard for like pre-production, isn't it? And post-production. It, it is, and that's why I don't understand why they're focusing on their... This is like, you know, why are you focusing your attention on making sure that a a, a sensor the size of a, a, a smaller than a penny, which really can't gather that much data at the end of the day, like it, it is limited, um, you know, why are you focusing on making sure that your phone can record ProRes as opposed to putting the effort into your software or making software more capable on these devices, you know? When I can go out and buy a, a brand new Sony EZV-1 um, that has interchangeable lenses and has a 4K one-inch sensor that I can I can throw in a stabilization gimbal for under $1,000, cheaper than the iPhone. What? I'm not I'm not going to the iPhone to do that. If I'm taking my craft seriously, if I started out and I'm a content creator, okay, and I'm I'm on YouTube and I'm making great YouTube videos, and I want to up my game, I'm not going to go for an iPhone 13. I'm going to go for pro more pro gear. Yeah, but the, the funny thing is as well. So with the Pro and Pro Max, you have the one terabyte option as well, storage, which is great because you're thinking, okay, if you can record. It's 4K, isn't it? 60 frames per second with HDR, with uh, adjustable depth of field afterwards, not while you're recording. Uh, those file sizes are going to be huge, so you need a terabyte. But then there's no lightning, uh, there's no USB-C. It's lightning port. Mm. Good luck transferring large files off that uh, device using yeah, You can use AirDrop. Port. That'll happen nice and quick. No, uh, yeah, exactly right. Exactly right. It's so slow. They're, and then they're... and then hang on. Then look at the iPad Pro, for example, with that M1 chip that has lightning capabilities on a USB-C port. And, and so there you're making a case for the creation of content on that. Yeah. Yeah. With the iPad mini, USB-C. Yeah. But not lightning. But... Well, well, look to, to bring to bring some. Um, sorry, not not uh, Thunderbolt. Not Thunderbolt. No, that's yeah. right. To bring something into this, which I think is actually really important in this discussion, especially from our perspectives. James Rath uh, writes on Twitter. Now you know James Rath. He's the uh, yeah. blind filmmaker. He's been on Double Tap TV. He's been here on Double Tap Canada a few times. Great guy. And he says, uh, if cinematic mode works as good as advertised on iPhone 13, I'll be impressed. There have been attempts at software created controlled bokeh in the past. Um, for video, but nothing has looked quite as polished as this. Now, he is a blind filmmaker, right? He chooses the iPhone because it's accessible. He can use that phone with voiceover. He can get access to all the dials, the buttons, everything else. You cannot get that with any other device at the moment. No camera has got accessibility built into it in the way that the iPhone camera has. Now, I'm not saying that, therefore, this is a good reason to go down this route because that's not why Apple are doing this. But what I'm saying is if you put, well, if you want to pull a positive out of it, this is a pretty big one. The fact that this is a fully accessible camera. So, so blind people who want to get into this world of either filmmaking or creating content, it doesn't have to be filmmaking, just creating their own videos, knowing they're in frame, taking pictures that they know they're in, uh, not having their head cut off. This, this is good. <laughs> the camera app itself and the camera function on iPhones has been accessible for a long time. That there was nothing new in this event, which which brings extra to accessibility. The new depth of field functionality is cool uh, and really cool, actually. And I can see it being totally you know a bit of a wow factor for mainstream. But when it comes to us, how is accessibility going to work? Uh, the good thing about Apple is that being Apple, we're assuming that we'll be able to use that. Um, uh, what's it actually called? What's the function called? The, the depth of field focus. Um, cinematic mode. They, uh, cinematic they, call, mode. They, they call it portrait mode, or right? where it's like, yeah, it's cinematic mode. Cinematic mode. So if if we can use cinematic mode, you know, 
with the voiceover turned on, then fantastic. And I, I, I'm assuming that Apple have made that happen. But still, an accessible camera is nothing new. There's, it's not new from this event. As, when we're talking about this event specifically, it was totally underwhelming and totally boring. Wow. Well, there you go. Well, that's that's killed the, the second half of the show completely dead. <laughs> Thanks for that. Um, well, look, just on, just on the iPad point, because uh, you're both talking about the iPad mini, uh, price on the iPad mini is interesting. So starting price, $649 Canadian. Um, you can bump that up to, to, and this is the thing that gets me, 64 gig is the starting, 256 gig is the secondary option. Why no 128? Come on, yeah. just make it 128 or 256. Uh, but the price jumps by $200, $849 for the 256. If you want to uh, get Wi-Fi and cellular, that's gone up to 1049 So that's that's a lot of money to spend on an iPad mini. But still cheaper than the, uh, the iPhone 13 Pro. Yes, true. Um, if you've got the cellular version, I mean, I, I'm, I'm struggling to find a reason why you would go for the Pro Pro Max over the iPad mini cellular version. You'd use this as a phone? Well, I'm, I'm saying I wouldn't use an iPad Pro Max as a phone, to be honest. I think it's too huge anyway. I've got the, um, I've got it here, I can tell you. Uh, be, now being out a bit more with this thing, hate it. Absolutely hate it. <laughs> I mean, listen to this, listen to this. That's it dropping on the table. I better not do that too often because I'm trying to take it by for trading. But I mean, that's that's a hefty device. Um, and it's 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 a beast of a, of a phone, but it's absolutely massive. Uh, and I'm no, thinking, I... you know, an iPhone mini... Uh, with an iPad, you know, in the in the in the laptop pocket, whatever of my my backpack, that would do fine. Yeah, no, I I agree, I totally agree. But I'm just saying, there's from the price difference, I'm really struggling to know why you would go for the iPhone 13 instead of just going. You know what? I'll get I'll get the iPad uh, Mini cellular version for hundreds of dollars less. And the actual innards aren't that much different from a performance point of view. If you're if you're just concentrating on the camera, then there's a different discussion to be had. But um, I think for the average consumer, and you would use that as a day to day phone. I don't see why not. It, is what's the, oh, what's the size on. difference? No, wait, wait. What's the size difference between that and the iPhone 13 Pro Max? Um, bigger. Bigger, it, yeah. It, it is bigger, but how much bigger? I mean, you know, when, once a it is bigger. It is uh, it awkwardly bigger. Like it wouldn't fit in your hand and yeah, and look like you're on a phone Pro call. Max. I think that's an awkward. No, size but come on, I mean that's ridiculous. That's like saying, oh, you know, this phone is too big. So what I need is a bigger phone that I can say is actually better and cheaper than this <laughs> no, really no. smaller phone. No, what I'm saying is, if you don't care, once you go to a Pro Max, then sort of the size awkwardness doesn't really play into it. Guys, once hang you on. Go to that six point seven inch display on the. 13 Pro Max. Uh, it was an 8.3 inch display. I think they managed to get overall, but it's on like, the on the mini. Yeah. On the mini, but it, I think the whole thing's what 9.7 in total. Yeah, it's get worse now. Yeah, so that is quite big. Um, so yeah, it's quite big. <laughs> but, but actually, but hang on. In terms of in terms of price, um, and just looking at the Pro range here, 13 Pro starting at 13.99. Pro Max starts 15.49. So certainly more value for money. Oh come on, yeah, that's if you're ridiculous. going that way. Yeah, I, you is. know what? I'm kind of with you, Stephen. I, I would, um, I could envision a day where I had an iPhone Mini, and mm. I had an iPad Mini. Yep. And we're happy. Mini all the way. It's the mini year all of the, the Mini. Tether off it. Don't need the cellular version. We're all good. Absolutely. Stick around. We've got lots more to talk about. We'll get into more of this and also your questions and feedback as well. If you love Double Tap Canada, why not check out Double Tap TV with Stephen Scott and Mark Aflalo every Tuesday at 8.30 p.m. Eastern on AMI-TV. The latest tech news, hands-on reviews, exclusive interviews, accessible to all. Find out more at ami.ca slash Double Tap. This is Double Tap Canada. We'll be back in a moment. Who writes this? I don't know. This is Double Tap Canada. Have your say right now. Call or text 1-844-971-1999 or email feedback at ami.ca. Now, back to the show. Yeah, let's go back to uh, a Twitter question that Tom posed for us all. He says, blind voiceover users of smartphones prefer smaller screens. Does this theory also apply to smart watches? I enjoy your technology show. Really? <laughs> Good on you, Tom. Um, Thanks, I think. 
<laughs> yeah, I think. Um, okay, that's a really interesting question because I must admit I find everything in my life is getting smaller, um, and I will just make it clear that I'm talking about my smart technology. Um, everything else was already small, uh, but yeah. So um, just thought I'd put it out there. Been, Sorry, we've no been one told. said a word, Stephen. You just dug your own hole. Eh? <laughs> I did. I did. Um, but yeah, I think I think blind people generally, and you've got to be clear about this: blind people, I think, smaller phones. Low vision people, bigger phones. That's it for me. It yeah, makes sense, right? Absolutely. I mean, it comes down to consuming content with all of these devices mainly, doesn't it? I mean, when we're listening more than we're, we're uh, looking. That's the thing. Well, we are, but I mean, when when I had some vision, I was using an iPad, and it was great for Netflix and surfing the the web, right? And it, the bigger screen, the better. But as I said, now I'm, I'm looking at the iPhone 12 Mini and saying. Actually, that's all I need. I don't care about the screen. But when it comes to smart watches, though, there comes a, a point. There's that fine line of, you know what? I'm finding it difficult to do the gestures now. Yes. Um, so it's got to be that. It can't be you know, a tidy screen because you still, uh, you still got to perform those gestures, and it is difficult. I still struggle now and again on my Apple Watch, but. Um, yeah. But hang on, hang on, because you, I gave you the iPhone 12 Mini to play with, so you could do the feature on. Uh, this new podcast series. Oh yeah, I'm still recording it, Stephen. What's that? What's, what's six months? What's that? Yeah. What's that uh, show called again, Mark? Bum 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 bum. bum, bum. <laughs> but I bet he's gone. I bet he's going to make a cup of tea. Forget it, Mark. Yeah, no, it. it's too late. The game's over. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, how are you finding the iPhone 12 Mini? Um. Great. You know what? It, it is so reminiscent of the old iPhone 4S, which is where I jumped onto the iPhone with the 4S. That square design, that that size, there's something about that size where it actually fits in the palm of your hand. Mm. It's 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 good. And it's all I need. And look, it, I think it does come down to your level of vision because I still try and look at the screen. Right? I can't stop myself from doing that. I do still... <laughs> screen curtain, my friend. Screen, screen curtain is the future. <laughs> Yeah, no, you're probably right. Um, but, yeah, I, I think it is fantastic, and I'm finding myself more and more thinking, you know what, I don't need that bigger screen. It is time to give it give it up because I, I can't take advantage of it. I totally understand anyone else wanting to use it, and if you've got low vision and enough vision to use it, then great. But for me, yeah, I love the Mini. I, 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 I think it's the, the only thing I'm not sure about yet is the battery life because I haven't played with it enough to see is that battery going to be affected? Because I was watching it, the um, battery percentage drop down very quickly when I was playing, uh, what was it, Dice World. I kept checking and every few minutes it was going down a percent. I thought, well, that's not good. But I, yeah, I don't know. But the screen size, fantastic. I think the Mini is uh, is going to be really popular. Uh, so what you're saying is our I'm, community. I'm not getting it back. Is, is that what you're saying? Uh, yeah, yeah, you'll get it back eventually. Were you planning on getting it back? <laughs> I, I, it appears not, no. Um, but no, I, 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 with you on this, I, I like the smaller screen. And do you know, I think that's the thing that really irritates me about this because I've got this Pro Max here and I, I really, it's a, it's a, I know it's a gorgeous phone and when you ramp up the text and the apps that support it, it's really, really nice. But I, I do get a lot of headaches with using screens because just the nature of the way my eyes are now. So I can get a little bit of time with a screen and I use it when I need it, but then oftentimes I've got to give up and go back to voiceover. Um, and, and that really irritates me as well, because I think I've got this this beautiful phone with this gorgeous screen, and I just can't use it. So, I, you know, it kind of irritates me. Maybe I'll just buy a cheap Motorola and just live the rest of my life in Wisconsin <laughs> or something and just move on. Like a Motorola um, Razor, just like an old... Yeah, just some old garbage, 3310, you know, from Nokia, anything. Just, I think that's what annoys me. It's like, you know, you, you and your eyes, Mark... You can enjoy these phones. So yeah. that was very sightest of me, but you there you go. Sick. <laughs> <laughs> well, is there an argument though for the bigger screen as well for um, Braille input? Does that make it easier? I, I yes, I've said that because yeah. I don't, I don't use it enough. Uh, but I think even with the Mini, I think there's there's plenty of space. For I think Braille. the iPad would be the iPad Mini would be perfect for that. Yeah, because yeah, you, you need enough room to be able to put both hands on the screen. Yeah, um, at least six fingers at one time. So you know that's that's the key. But no, well, that's. that's a, Sorry, isn't that a discussion? Did someone bring that up recently? Is is you know are the iPads uh, of any benefit if, if you've got no vision? Uh, Do you know what I am? I am, no. I am so 
so torn with iPads. So Mark and I had a conversation. We were discussing the the, the iPad you got, which I got as well, the 12.9-inch iPad Pro. Um, I've got it here. Um, it, it is a fantastic table mat. Uh, it does great jobs holding my Ember mug. Um, and it's it's great for that, frankly. But that's all it does. In fact, currently all it does is says hello because I've reset it. Um, and it just sits there because I don't use it that often. And um, it's because I just don't find the accessibility much use. But it's a different reason for you, Mark, isn't it? You're just, you're just not using it. I, I just don't. I just don't use it. I mean, I sit down, number one, not traveling. Um, yes. And even when I was traveling, I had a computer with me. Like, I always have a computer with me. <laughs> yeah, and my computer just does everything the iPad does and more. So why am I going to, you know, switch between two devices if I have my computer open for something? If I need to send an email or watch something on Netflix, I can just do it on the computer and make the window as big or as small as I want and put it on the side and then done. Well, to be um, fair, so, sorry, Mark, because you're a perfect, um, well, unique example, actually. You got access to so many different platforms and tech, right? So what do you actually use? If you're not using that iPad when you're traveling about, what do you use? Is it a Surface tablet? I, no, I use my MacBook. Just your MacBook? Is that what you use? Always... That's all I need. Yeah. That's all I need. I mean, I think I'm going to switch to a service. I think that's the direction I'm going. I, I've had one for the past couple of months, and I've been using it with Windows 11, and I'm I'm kind of, the love affair is kind of growing a bit, the attachment to that device, because it's got that form factor, that light portable form factor of just hold in your hand and watch your content. So when you're in tight spaces, like on a plane or whatnot, it's easy to just kind of position where you want it. The yeah. kickstand is great. The keyboard is light and it, you know, the keyboard case on my 12.9 iPad makes that thing another two pounds heavier. Um, do you have, do you have issues I'm still, with your keyboard? I I find some days the space bar doesn't want to work. Some days other keys don't want to work. You have which one? You have the magic keyboard? Yeah. Yeah, I, I I was never really a big fan of that. It was really bulky and heavy. I'm using the Logitech um, Folio keyboard for it, which they sent me, which is quite nice, but you can't fold the keyboard behind it. And that's another thing that annoys me about these devices is they're meant to be portable and kind of just throw in your hand and walk around with. But the second you add any accessory to it, other than the pencil, it becomes really bulky and heavy. Yeah. Mm. Whereas you look at a Surface, and the Surface, you know, the keyboard attachment is less than a pound it folds beautifully behind it the device knows when it's folded behind it so it goes into this tablet mode if you want it to it can run every app i can possibly think of whether it's a professional video editing app or it's just small little tools that i need on the road um i can control my audio equipment with it now so it really is kind of the best device and, and price wise think about this and this is where it really kind of blows my mind is that when you talk about the Canadian dollar, I paid for my 12.9 inch iPad with just just Wi-Fi um, over $2,000 with Apple Care wow. and, I, and I got a 512 gig model yeah. and I'm not using this. Yeah. Whereas I can get a Surface and who knows what they're going to be announcing next week. So a full-blown Intel processor or AMD processor with a full-blown operating system, everything is solid state now, so everything is fast for the same price. I'm going to tell you what I think is the best combination of items going forward, and I think this is probably where I'll land as well. I think I'm really, I, I'm with you, I think I'm so excited about next week's event, probably more excited about it, if I'm honest, than certainly I was about the Apple event. <sighs> what did I say Absolutely. last week? Well, yeah, I, 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 I am excited about the Microsoft event. I think because we, you know, it's a kind of new era for Surface, and it'd be really interesting to see where they go next. Um, and I am, I think, personally quite excited about the Surface lineup. Tended to get away from. I wasn't that keen on it at the start. It was one when we, when I was in Canada and I bought my MacBook Pro at the time. I spent a lot of time in the Microsoft store, and I and I think I called you about fifteen times, Mark, and said, "I, I don't know, I'm so torn because I like this and I like that, but I don't know which one." And, and I was not sure what to buy. And in the end, I opted for the MacBook. And then about three weeks later, they brought out the M1. Thanks, Apple. Um, but it was just, I think, the best combination. And this is only after spending some time with my wife's Surface Pro because she's got one for work. It's a really nice little machine. I wasn't that keen yeah, at the start, great. but it's nice. That, coupled with an iPhone mini, 
an iPad Mini and an Apple Watch. And I think that's the perfect combination. And I think that why, applies why to the blind iPad people Mini as well. Just, why the iPad Mini just kind of a throwaway media consumption device? I think if you've got, I mean, in my case, I've got a little bit of vision that I can use that. I think the bigger screen helps there. Um, so having that leisure device for Netflix on the train, it's also not as heavy. It's not going to be as heavy as this iPad Pro 12.9. So just sitting there on the train holding it, a lot of us have to hold it close to our face. Um, after a long period of time, that can be sore. Um, so that's quite, that's quite cool that I can do that. It's when you're watching it in bed and it falls on your face. Oh, face, every time, I know. Who does on that the nose. Happen? Okay, so here's my, here's my perfect mix, okay? Um, Surface Pro 8, which has yet to be announced... Hoping that it is, I'm okay with the same form factor, but I'd like a bigger screen on it. Just a little bit bigger. I'd like less edge on the surface. I'd like a bigger screen. Just go go edge to edge as close as you can with an iPad, iPhone Pro Max. The 12 is fine. I don't need the really? 13. Wow. Yeah, no, I like it. Do, I like do, you, want it to, do you want to buy an iPhone 12 Pro Max? I've got a lovely one here. No, I have it an has, iPhone 12 It hasn't Pro been Max. dropped twice, I promise. <laughs> it's got a crack on the screen. Yeah, and there's no water damage. The red, the red dot in the inside really means that. I think that's, I think that's the perfect marriage because I can tether it to my iPhone. I can connect it to 5G if I need to, and that's all I need. I don't need an iPad Mini. I don't. I'm, I think I'm going to take my my 12.9 inch iPad Pro, uh, either trade it in for something else or just use it as a mixer. Yeah. Just put it on my desk and just be another right. screen. That's it. I, you, you brought up an interesting point there, 5G. Do you think that'll be in the Surface Pro 8? Uh, I think there'll be an option for it. They have So they have a business line. There's a Surface 7 Plus, mm. a Surface Pro 7 Plus that's available just to the business market. I mean, anybody can buy it, but it's on their, on their business side of things that has an LTE chip in it. Um, so I would be surprised if they didn't upgrade that or give an option of the Surface Pro 8, whatever it might be called, with 5G. I think there's you know some kind of connectivity option there because there are people who will just use that device, yeah, and don't need to tether off their phone for whatever reasons, whether it's you know personal plan, business plan, whatnot. Yeah. Um, and well, there is there business, is a, yeah, yeah. There, I mean, there is a case. Even matter still is it still not relevant? I think it is. I, you know what? I don't care if it, you know. Just give me Wi-Fi six. You know, give me Wi-Fi yeah. six so I can get better connectivity in my home and faster connectivity in my home. And give me five G so that I I believe that it's future proof. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, you know, no it's that's need. what it's there for, right? It's not there for anything. I mean, uh, my area is supposed to be five G covered now. I I've never seen five G go on any of my devices. Yeah. So whatever, you know, but it, it will come into its own. And I want to at least believe that I'm going to use my Surface for less than more than a year before I get the next model, you know. But I think that's definitely the direction I'm going to go. And, 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 and the other reason why is because I am so disappointed with my 16-inch MacBook Pro. The Intel especially one. Especially the Intel one especially because they released the M1 that is so much better on power management that I, I if I forget to keep my MacBook Pro plugged in, and this is a brand new computer that's not used a lot because I'm home a lot, if I forget to plug it in, it will be dead the next day. I will not open it and ha I will not close it with 99% and open it with 99%. I will close it with 99%. I will open it with 20%. But that's because it has a Boeing 747 engine inside it. And that's the problem. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's, and the fans you know, to go with it, which is absolutely And I ridiculous. leased it for three years, which means that I'm stuck with it. The good thing, though, Mark, is it's not bothering you. It's not bothering you enough to bring it up. We can't. It is bothering me. Okay, fine, fine. Uh, stick around. We haven't talked about the watch yet. We'll get into that a bit, and we've got more of your emails to come as well. Lots more to come here on Double Tap Canada. Double Tap Canada will be back after this. This is Double Tap Canada. Now back to the show. An email here from Rebecca Skipper, who got in touch with us to say, Hi, I feel that the Apple keynote is like an annual sports game every year that I always root for, even when I get bored of all the discussions of camera enhancements and photo and video editing. Uh, we got the iPad Mini, we got the iPad 13 Mini, uh, but I'm pleased to say that the SE 2020, along with the previous model iPhones, are still in the lineup. Uh, I like the idea of center stage, particularly for those of us who are blind, uh, but that is not enough for me to trade in my iPad Mini 5th generation I just got. 
Uh, I don't know, Rebecca. I don't know about that. Um, it does have a smaller screen than the sixth generation, and I'm still still learning how to use it. Uh, she says, "I wonder if keyboards can be connected to the USB-C port on the new iPad Mini." Yeah, Bluetooth I'm sure. keyboard. Yeah, yeah probably sure can. can. Yeah, you get a docking station at least and plug in. Uh, why would Apple create an iPhone Mini 13 when the iPhone Mini 12 did not do well? Well, that's if you believe the hype on that one. Uh, I still prefer uh, my iPhone SE 2020, and I do not plan to give that up anytime soon. I'll only think about the Apple Watch if glucose monitoring is included. iOS 15 appeals to me because of the on-device support for Siri. I'm more excited about the software updates this uh, on the hardware uh, than the hardware, I should say, this time around. Spouting off statistics means nothing to me because I can't relate to something I don't own. How can I understand if the latest generation of a device is 10 times faster than the previous generation if I don't use apps to edit photos. Who is Apple aiming for here? It doesn't feel like the average consumer was the target audience this year. I actually completely agree with that. Um, yeah, thanks, Rebecca, for getting in touch. But why do, want why do, do we look forward to these events so much? I don't know. I, I, don't, I don't know. Is it, are, we still, are we still expecting Steve Jobs to come up and say one more thing and do announce something yes. that we are just totally surprised by? I want glasses. I want a car. I, I want it all. You know, and, and, and that, look, for me, that's what it is. Forget the phones. The phones have gone as far as I think they can go. It's just going to be an endless succession of upgrades and small incremental upgrades from here on in. What I think we're looking forward to and what we should be looking forward to is the next new product category. And that is going to be glass in the first instance, and then it's going to be the car. Um, and, you know, there's loads of rumours kicking off about when glass will show up, possibly next year. I think it probably will be. Maybe the car the year after. Who knows? But, yeah, I think the car's probably further. Do a car. I, I think, gla- I think glass is definitely next. And I think it's because of, I'm seeing a lot more pick up from from crowdfunding companies and other companies that are actually releasing products that have this augmented reality interface so that you you know micro leds for for glasses that are now being mass produced i think that is we're now getting to the point where other companies are going to be testing the waters succeeding and failing and this is when we're going to start seeing real real consumerization of these devices however i don't think that anybody especially apple is going to catch us off guard and surprise us unless they announce it before it makes any inroads into any production line. Air power. Yeah, air power. Remember air power? The, oh, yeah, yeah, utter yeah. shambles Part that never charging. ever made it to, you know, they, they thought they'd be smart with that one and it completely backfired on them. Um, yeah, I, I'll be intrigued to see when, when the new product lines comes out. But in the meantime, we do have the watch. Rebecca refers to the watch here. Um, uh, that's Apple Watch Series 7. Um, Mark, talk us through the design of this thing because it's trying to explain this. It's got curved. It's got a curved screen. Is that right? It's curved glass. Well, it, you know what? It's very similar to the existing design. It is a couple millimeters larger overall, so it's a little bit thicker um, on the bottom side and on the sides. So it is forty. I think it, they're saying it's forty-five millimeter instead of forty-four and forty forty-one on the smaller one. So it is marginally larger, and that does make room for a larger screen or less edge around the screen. And the way they do it, because the glass, the top glass is flatter. Um, it's almost like when we saw first in you know curved Samsung devices, where you see a bit of the display on the actual curve around the edges of the screen so they can squish more real estate there and the example they gave was showing a text message and how it really it you know it 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 wraps it wraps text so it goes on to the next line a lot sooner now with the larger display even though it's so marginal they're able to fit more on a line they're going to be able to give you an on-screen keyboard which is useless but interesting um but design wise a little bit larger footprint overall still supports all the previous accessories which i think is one of the biggest reasons that they hesitate when it is making any design changes to the device itself um you know the water resistance is there they've added more dust resistance which is great because these things do take a beating new color options um but nothing else really new in terms of sensors and and you know the blood you know we had the blood oxygen last year people were expecting some kind of miracle glucose monitoring um but that's not there but they did make room for a larger battery which means that they can improve their sleep tracking which is another one of these things that people were hoping for they're hoping to get some you know sleep apnea 
kind of statistics from that watch, which uh, looks like we may be getting closer to that. But physically, guys, you're not going to feel much of a difference. What about price? Is there a price yet in Canada? Uh, that's a very good question. It's not we'll on the see, website. It's not on the website. We'll see yet. how fast I can type. <laughs> yeah. um, Apple bum, Watch. Bum, 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 yeah, I mean, bum, it says bum, available bum, bum. available in fall, but it doesn't really. No, it's not given a price yet. Which talk is about the price. I mean, you know, guys, you talk amongst People yourselves. People keep well, saying about oh, I'm look so at the press releases that it it doesn't have the glucose monitoring. That isn't going to happen. That isn't a technology that actually exists yet, as far as I know, without without the use of needles or No, there, there are companies that are doing it. There was one company that, that is doing it, and Apple have been working with. Um, yeah, but is that actually released? Is that approved? Is that released? Or is that all prototypes? There are, there are, no, there are, there are some that are out there. Um, whether or not they're they're certified by the FDA or, or Health oh, Canada, I, yeah, yeah, but that's important, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, they yeah. Will be working on something in a lab, but if it's not yet okay, it's that accurate or it's consistent enough that it's reliable, then the technology isn't ready. So I wasn't expecting that at all whatsoever. But I mean, when we're talking about the watch, like every other device, really, apart from the iPad Mini, which got more of a uh, a, bit, a major update. Um, it's just incremental. Uh, they're talking about the ability to recognize, you know, a bike exercise. And uh, who cares? Who cares? What's that got to do with the actual hardware itself, right? It was totally, absolutely no reason to upgrade whatsoever. Sensors and health tracking and fitness tracking is what the wearable, the Apple Watch is all about. And to, uh, I mean, how about a sensor for blood pressure or something else? Those things do make a difference. Um, yeah, it was just totally meh. There was absolutely no reason to update from the Series 6. No pricing. I can't, in the press releases, uh, glaringly omitting any pricing on the new Apple Watch. It's interesting, yeah. I mean, I was looking at the pricing of the previous versions. It's uh, 259 for the Series 3, uh, 369 for the SE, and 529 for the Series 6. So, um, wow. That gives didn't you an idea. Now, didn't they mention a price in US dollars think, on stage? I think sure they, they said, said 399. 399, yeah. Yeah, I thought it was under 400. Look, we're out of time, guys. I could honestly talk for another hour. So much to uh, to pull out from that um, particularly weak event. But however, <laughs> we, managed to, we managed to pull a whole hour out of it. Um, I will be with you next week. I'm off cruising around the um, French coast, by all accounts. I Very hope nice. you make it off the ship without... Uh, Getting catching COVID, COVID, COVID yeah, exactly. Uh, well, if I make it back, I'll be back uh, a couple of weeks' time. If not, um, it's been nice knowing you guys. Um, Mark and wow. Sean with you next week, are going through the big news from the Apple event. I'll catch you in a couple of weeks' time. Mark Cheers, guys. Bye bye. Thanks for listening and keep your feedback coming. Call 1 844 971 1999 and leave us a voicemail. Email feedback at ami.ca. We're also on Twitter at Double Tap Canada and on Facebook. Can't wait till next week? Ask your smart speaker to play Double Tap Canada or listen on the podcast app of your choice. Thanks for listening. Catch you again next time. This was an AMI podcast. For more accessible media, visit AMI.ca.